I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with the author of 15 books, her latest being Before the Alamo. And she's the subject of a, of a documentary and uh, so much more. She was the subject of a uh, long radio series until she became the host of her own radio and podcast show and always has something intelligent to add to the conversation. And sometimes she creates the conversation. Uh, here is, uh, I think, a situation where you're, she, you're going to hear her add to a conversation, but it's, it's almost like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't believe this is here. I wouldn't have known about this if I didn't hear it a little earlier uh, in the week from uh, Dr. Florence Byam Weinberg. Uh, Doc, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks, Frank. I, I, bizarre, I can tell from your voice you're doing okay, too. Yeah, I, I am. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, this is a bizarre circumstance that you've pointed out to me, and uh, and it and it seems to have uh, conspiracy theorists uh, fingerprints all over it, but it's just insane uh, the yes. way I see it. Maybe you could explain it to everyone. Right. Well, I'll try because it has uh, implications, uh, environmental implications that I'm very sensitive to. Um, I think everybody uh, who is listening, and uh, just about everybody who's over 40 probably, uh, as uh, remember seeing monarch butterflies in her yard or in someone else's yard or when they went out on hikes. Uh, uh, beautiful big butterflies about two and a half inches across the wings, uh, bright orange in color with black stripes, and they have a, a delicate border around those w wings, completely around them. And the black border has white dots in in the border itself so the, the butterflies are unbelievably uh, beautiful and and uh, beautifully designed you might say with a color scheme <laughs> it's really amazing uh, they have become fewer and fewer as uh, time has gone on and like just about everything else alive uh, is in danger of extinction uh, they are amazing for their migration pattern. They uh, overwinter, they hibernate in central Mexico in a forested hilly area where the climate uh, is mild all year round until recently. And thanks to global cha uh, climate change, uh, it snowed and froze, they, they had a deep freeze I think it was in 2020, and thousands of those uh, butterflies who had flown maybe uh, 2,800 miles from Canada uh, all the way to central Mexico uh, froze to death. Uh, and the butterflies that used to occupy uh, 45 acres of those uh, forests in central Mexico in 1955, now occupy five square acres. And that is an unbelievable drop in the number of monarch butterflies and the reason you're not seeing them anymore. The other reasons are that they are endangered are uh, herbicides, 
that kill milkweed in particular and all other weeds and also kill human beings with uh, uh, with cancer if you have handled much of some of those pesticides and uh, herbicides rather and the pesticides of course that uh, we all use i think probably especially in southern climes like san antonio texas uh, you have a quarterly pest control uh, coming through the house and spraying it with uh, with uh, insecticide and those insecticides are used all over the uh, fields the planted fields the corn fields the cotton fields all kinds of fields to kill noxious insects but they're killing bees and butterflies uh, helpful insects as well uh, so uh, those those uh, uh, are detriments to the monarch, of course, and then there's roadkill. There's not a summer when I don't see butterflies of some kind, uh, very rarely now a monarch, but butterflies uh, caught in my radiator and dead, of course. Yeah. And uh, the more the beautiful flowers are planted alongside the road and in the median, in the center of the road, the more the butterflies come because they're attracted to the nectar and the more they die. And especially you see that during their migratory periods. I just wanted to re-emphasize their, their migratory habits they from Mexico they fly uh, at least 1200 miles that's a small migration and 2800 miles all the way to Canada and I remember a trip I took uh, to take a an end-to-end -end horseback ride in Vermont and we would travel of course uh, the byways, not the highways, uh, on our horses. And I remember crossing a field that was uh, knee-high to the horses with milkweed, and it was full of monarch butterflies. It was so beautiful. Unfortunately, I didn't have my camera uh, there with me on the horse, and uh, this was 27 years ago, approximately. And uh, in those days, uh, we didn't have cameras, uh, that is, phones that we would take with us and that we could take pictures with. So I had no way of recording the, that beautiful scene, but I remember it clearly. And those butterflies had come all the way to Vermont from Mexico and would try to go back. No more, I think. Uh, only a few. Now, there is in Texas, in southern Texas, the National Butterfly Center. And it has existed since 2002 uh, under the aegis of the North American Butterfly Association. It's privately owned and privately run. And the... Uh, executive director there is a woman in her early 50s whose name is Mariana Trevino Wright and I'm going to call her uh, 
right from now on, just W-R-I-G-H-T. She uh, was used to hosting all thousands of people who come to see from all over the world, who come to see the variety of species of butterflies and other wildlife that congregate in that in that center, in that park, because it is one of the places uh, in this country anyway that has the most, the greatest variety of butterflies. There are 271 species that were counted. Uh, or I think, I'm, I'm sorry, I think it's 241 uh, species. I'll find the number eventually before this is over. Um, certainly very much over 200 species that were counted last year. So, uh, and why do they come there? Well, it's on their main uh, migration uh, pathway, for one thing, and the reason that it is is that it has all the uh, flowers that they need. All the different species have different plants that they feed on. And uh, that center has most of them. It is also a mixture. They have 100 acres. And in that 100 uh, is forest and scrubland and grassland and wet- wetland. So it has an environment for everybody. <laughs> uh, it also hosts native bees and other insects. Uh, but people do come, that is, they did come, I should say, by the thousands to see those things. Uh, it's next to a park, a state park, called the Benson Rio Grande State Park. Um, and both of these parks are close to a little town called Mission. I shouldn't call it a little town. It probably considers itself a city, but it is really a small town. But the economy of, uh, obviously, the two parks and the mission, the town of mission and the region, depends on the tourism for the butterflies. So um, it was very sad when, uh, in the first place, in 2016, uh, President, not then-candidate, uh, Donald Trump came down those stairs and immediately started talking about the terrible influx of illegals from Mexico, calling them drug uh, drug dealers, rapists, robbers, criminals, uh, very dangerous, uh, bad hombres, as he called them, bad hombres. <laughs> and... Uh, that that news got around so that after, and of course he never stopped that rhetoric, it just kept going. Every time uh, he had a, a rally, he would talk about uh, the illegals coming in from uh, Mexico and what a scandal it was. And, and his main thing in his uh, campaign was that he was going to build a wall. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, the wall was was built, part of it, and is still being built, surprise, surprise, even though President Biden paused it uh, 
and is using the money for something else. And I'll tell you how it's being snuck in uh, in a minute. Uh, but anyway, uh, the wall was the first threat to the uh, to the sanctuary because the sanctuary borders on the river. And the uh, uh, the problem with building this wall, it's made of 30-foot steel barriers, steel panels that are set up in concrete in order to do that so that it will stand and not fall over. Uh, it has to be dug into the earth, and the earth has to be cleared for it. And so as the wall is being built, bulldozers come in and rip out all the vegetation uh, in the vicinity, uh, cut down all the trees, and they roar through there, leaving a wasteland behind with this enormous uh, fence, uh, which, by the way, kills the wildlife in the area because the, the uh, deer and other larger animals can't get through that wall to water. And very often, that's their only source of water. So they die of thirst. So it's very harmful to the environment. And it's a barrier to other smaller creatures, too, that can't get through their small intervals between those bars, uh, those 30-foot bars of steel. Uh, and smaller animals often can't get through either. And the very small animals, like insects, who have, uh, don't have the reasoning power to figure out that they actually can get through that uh, are often baffled, and they too die. Uh, so it's a uh, killing field uh, in the building and in the standing <laughs> that uh, that wall is. And when it came up to the, uh, the center, the National uh uh, Butterfly Center, the center fought back and said, no, we do not want you to rip through our center because you will destroy, uh, it will destroy at least 20% of our 100 acres and uh, deter uh, more of our uh, uh, butterfly species from getting to water. So um, uh, a suit, a lawsuit, was started by the North American Butterfly Association against the Department of Homeland Security, which was in charge of building the wall. And shortly thereafter, rumors began to be fielded, uh, conspiracy theories began to be fielded about what was going on at the Butterfly Center. And all of a sudden, Fox News and Newsmax and Facebook and Twitter uh, began spreading the news that it was a sex trafficking center and that babies were being raped there and their corpses were being kept in the basement. And calls began to come in threatening the center. And uh, it got a few actual visitors who came uh, to see for themselves the, uh, the sex trafficking and the uh, massacre uh, and trafficking of babies and all that. Uh, so uh, uh, the director...
director, the executive director, uh, Mrs. Wright, uh, had to close the center to all tourism. Just close it, period, so that they uh, it could not be attacked. And, of course, it was being threatened daily uh, by many phone calls, emails, and so on, hate hate mail, we'll kill you, uh, etc., death threats. And uh, uh, the other park, the Benson State Park, had to close also. And uh, uh, so uh, the uh, one of the visitors that managed to get through was a candidate, a Republican candidate, uh, for the uh, for Congress, and uh, her name was Kimberly Lowe. Uh, and she was from Virginia, and she brought another person with her to uh, to help her uh, in her quest to uh, attack uh, the uh, Butterfly Center. She refused to pay the entrance fee. She um, muscled her way past uh, uh, Mrs. Wright's son, I think his name was Norbert, uh, and uh, came in, uh, the executive director was on a conference call at that moment when she burst into the office and demanded to see, to be taken to the riverside so she could see the rafts with all the illegals coming across the river. Uh, And... uh, then she started filming uh, uh, Mrs. Wright with uh, with her camera, at which point uh, Mrs. Wright, of course, having broken off the conference call, came over and and smacked her hand down, whereupon the companion attacked uh, Mrs. Wright physically. And I think the uh, uh, the attack was broken up. <laughs> And Mrs. Wright, of course, attempted to defend herself, not used to being in danger of her life or anything close to it. Uh, but uh, in any case, her son came in and broke it up and uh, and got the two women off the property. But one of them, the driver, whichever one it was, tried to run him down as they left uh, the precinct. And that's just one right. of the wild right. adventures that have taken place at the Butterfly Center. Yes, uh, Frank, you want to want to comment? No, I just it, the whole the whole situation is is just crazy. I, I mean, it's it's amazing that this is going on. I, you know, not to mention, and I know you touched on it a bit, but the the environmental value of butterflies. Uh, is is tremendous. They're pollinators, just like birds are, and uh, and they uh, they control the in- insect population. They're, they're also food for uh, for certain birds and certain animals, or, or whatever. But I mean, this is this is madness. Uh, what we're talking about, and uh, you know, I'm talking about from from the the get go. Uh, the fact that this is um, uh, these are conspiracy theorists. These are uh, these are folks. That, that are threatening this this beautiful butterfly park uh, for some of the craziest reasons uh, known to man. I, I don't yeah. I don't remember a crazier time that we've had. And you know I mean you could say the '60s, but 
you know, that things were going upside down. I mean, I mean, people were protesting a war in the 60s. They were trying to stop killing and, and different things. I mean, these folks, these activists, quote unquote, are, are, are trying to keep people out on, on prejudicial reasons alone. I mean, this is just pure bigotry that's, uh, that's going on here. And they're stopping at nothing. To to show their hatred, I mean it's it really I I don't recognize a, a a recent time in history where it has been so blatantly obvious that uh, uh, that our world is upside down. No, I don't think it ever. Uh, we have never had such a large group of people who are t- uh, totally taken in by the most absurd uh, drivel. Uh, as long as it's being pervaded by their favorite radio station and their favorite social medium, uh, they are uh, believers, uh, and you can't dissuade either. Uh, you can't argue and talk with them because they know the truth. <laughs> they, yeah, it has been revealed to them by Q and by um, Steve Bannon, by the way. Uh, I was just getting to the fact that the the organized group besides Q that is behind all of this persecution of the butterflies uh, is the group called We Build the Wall. And Steve Bannon is the mastermind of that. Uh, and he also on his uh, podcast, I believe it is, it may be a radio broadcast called The War Room, uh, has been telling these incredible, unbelievable lies about the Butterfly Center. And he, uh, of course, he is not subject to uh, anybody, any uh, president's orders. If President Biden ordered uh, Homeland Security to stop building the wall, uh, they actually uh, obey whoever's president, supposedly. And... Uh, uh, Steve Bannon can go right ahead and build the wall uh, with some small part of the money. He's received millions of, uh, of donations from the people, all those people who believe this sort of drivel. Um, and he's put a lot of it into his own pocket. But he has also uh, continued building the wall right there. <laughs> and uh, he is threatening to build it through the uh, the center, no matter what the center tries to do as far as legal barriers are concerned. Uh, and then we find also another scandal going on, and that is uh, President Biden, with part of his infrastructure money, uh, is uh, trying to get the levees along the uh, Rio Grande uh, reinforced so that it doesn't flood the surrounding territory so badly uh, in the spring. And lo and behold, there are enough believers uh, in the sex trafficking thing uh, and other uh, other conspiracy theories uh, that they are continuing uh, under the guise of uh, reinforcing the levees. They are continuing building the wall. And they are in they're in the center. They're in the butterfly center doing it. Uh, so it looks to me as though uh, butterflies are going to be 
continue to be destroyed, and we may see no more uh, monarch butterflies pretty soon. So that is a very, very sad story uh, that I have to report. But uh, its impact on the economy of the neighborhood is is uh, major. Uh, the Rio Grande Valley uh, does, uh, in that area, certainly uh, depends on its tourism, and there isn't any right now because the center is closed and so is the state park. Uh, so Mission is not getting any of these people who would be normally staying in their hotels and motels. Uh, and uh, so depression has set in in the area. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, sneakily, the wall is continuing. Although nobody wants it down there. The locals don't want it, uh, but they're going to get it. How? 30 feet of steel and concrete. How how uh, far along have they gotten with the wall? How, how many miles uh, across the southwest have they gone? There are enormous areas in New Mexico and uh, probably uh, eastern California uh, that have not been fenced yet. Or it's, they're fenced, most of them, but with... Uh, regular fences just to mark the, the border. But uh, a person could easy, easily, uh, if it's a barbed wire fence, you can just uh, spread the wires and slip through, probably. Uh, I've seen some of it. Um, I took a, a trip to Mexico, uh, this again is years ago, 20 years or so, uh, to see the uh, uh, the 18th century uh, Jesuit ruins of, of missions. Uh, down there because I was writing about that and came back into the United States uh, in uh, Arizona, it was, uh, in Arizona in a tiny little border crossing. And the fences there were just uh, you know, ordinary fences. Uh, so some of them looked like picket fences, but they were probably at most six feet tall. And... Uh, you could easily cross them if you had a mind to. Um, and I think that's what we have between us most of the way. But for some reason, uh, in uh, uh, in South Texas, uh, they got to building the wall. Uh, Trump did, and then uh, we build the wall is continuing. It also threatened the Catholic chapel. Uh, the, it's a 19th century little chapel in the... In, in the woods, uh, sort of uh, there right on the river. And it also fought against having the wall t uh, cut off its view of the river. Uh, and I think they won, but that doesn't mean the wall isn't going to go up anyway, apparently. Uh, nothing's going to stop the wall, especially for people who believe in uh, in Donald Trump as as a savior figure and so forth. So uh, there we are. <laughs> there we are, indeed. Uh, what a what a set of circumstances that uh, that has has come up here. And when you when you say butterfly, uh, and and you mix that with Q conspiracies, and you know, you know, just as we were as you were talking, I was I was just peeking at I was just peeking at a, a couple of little things, and. Um, 
one of them is when you if, if you Google butterfly now and and go to Google News for example it, the the headlines just shoot up at you Texas butterfly park to close indefinitely as conspiracy theorists uh, intensify attacks and and this is by uh, Josephine Harvey and and this is Huffington Post right so this is these are credible things New York Times I don't know if you read that uh, the how the B National Butterfly Center became the center of online lies and that's a major New York Times story uh, Tux Texas Butterfly Park shuts down after QAnon terrorists call it a sex trafficking hub hub um, let me see. MAGA candidate caught on tape menacing butterfly uh, uh, sanctuary. I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that is an unbelievable uh, set of headlines that are right there. Yes. Here's another one. How QAnon's latest baseless claim terrorized and shut down the Texas butterfly sanctuary. Yeah, you know, I mean, just think of, think of what this is. And, and again, you, you've laid out so intelligently and uh, and it's you know when you when you think of it intellectually, I mean it's it's uh, very disturbing, obviously. But think of what it looks like on the on the surface. Think if we just landed here from another planet and we understood the language and we understood what was going on, we would say, "Really? Are you are you kidding me?" You know, I mean, this is there is nothing uh, there is there is nothing like this that I could I could think of uh, that. Could make national news like this. This is an unbelievable, an unbelievable turn of events. And QAnon, the last thing you would think that QAnon could possibly uh, touch on or, or encroach upon are the rights of people and butterflies. And and what, I, I mean, think of how insane this is, Doc. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. To pick a butterfly center of all things <laughs> for, for this, uh, but uh, it's because it's created a barrier to the sacred wall, yep. which was uh, it was. It's a tribute. It's a monument to uh, to Trump, uh, and it has to go through. And if anything is a barrier to it, we are going to create a, a conspiracy theory to, to destroy it. Uh, and by the way, there was another interesting attack by uh, a um, convict who was just released from jail, whose name is Harry Lloyd. Uh, he is a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi. Uh, and he published Wright's uh, uh, her uh, address her photograph, uh, her um, uh, location, everything on his website, and called for his followers to search for information on Wright's children. Now, I'm not sure whether he means the children who normally visit the Butterfly Center from all over the country, uh, the uh, Girl Scout troop among them, or whether he, uh, the uh, the author of the article meant uh, Wright's own children. She has an adult son, <coughs> but I don't know about other children. But in any case, if it is her own children, then he is menacing not only her, but her family. Uh, and this could be a death sentence for her. Uh, she, who is a, the executive director of a butterfly center, which is a butterfly center and has been known as such for uh, 
uh, all those years since 2020, so 20 years, uh, it has been there. And it's been there because of the desperate need uh, to protect uh, some of our most beautiful uh, natural creatures, or creatures of nature, uh, from utter destruction by greedy people who uh, still deny climate change. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, sort of an epitome of of everything horrible, and and it reminds me the people involved are the same people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Do you know? So it's all bound up in in one knot. I'm afraid. Do you know the the idea that uh, that Texas is is a wonderful state? It's a beautiful state. It's your state, and there's some great people in in Texas. But some of the subjects that we've covered that are national subjects that uh, that have come out of Texas. I, I believe even, wasn't there a Trump, uh, a bunch of Trumpers running down a Biden bus? Wasn't Didn't that happen in Texas? Yes, too? yes, yes, yes. It just happened a little north of San Antonio. Yeah. It was uh, just, I think, south of Waco, Texas. Uh, not Waco. Uh, south of, uh, yeah, I think it was Waco. Uh, they called the, the uh, Waco police, um, that is the Biden people, um, because uh, this convoy of uh, Trump uh, pickups, mainly, uh, was trying to push a bus off the road and of and in danger of capsizing the bus and killing people. Uh, they didn't care. Uh, but uh, anyway, the uh, bus driver or someone in the bus was calling the police, and they did not come. They did not respond. And so fortunately, the driver was skillful enough to get through uh, without being run off the road and uh, and killing people. But yes, that happened in Texas. We have fanatics here. Uh who are pro-Trump and are still pro-Trump and who firmly believe that the election was stolen and uh, act accordingly. You know, the uh, the Roe versus, uh, versus Wade issue is uh, is around, in and around uh, Texas. It's a, it's a big, major, hot-button issue, and not just normally, but they're, they've actually changed some laws or they're trying to change some laws, right? The uh, the extreme right is trying to do that. Um, the Voting Rights Act uh, and and different things that are that are state related issues that are that are similar to voting rights. They are the gerrymandering that is going yes. on in Texas. The the wall the uh, the city that was uh, with the Haitians. And again, that's a complicated issue. I don't want to you know I don't want to mix that up with uh, with some of these other. Things, but when the when the Haitians came, they came to Texas. Um, the uh, the freeze, the deep freeze there, and and controversy around uh, the uh, the government, and and you know mainly Governor Abbott, uh, his response to that, and his uh, his dialogue uh, around it, or his, at least his verbiage around it. Your state uh, seems to, and, and I know you could, you can go around and we could find examples, certainly my state, New York, we can, we could find examples of everything, uh, under the sun here, but, uh, Texas, your, uh, your state has, uh, has been in the eye of the storm on so many different controversies. And yes. again, here we are 
with butterflies. Butterflies. It's uh, it's like the last thing in the world. And, and I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that every time, every time there's like a controversial issue, if you said to me, hey, there's a real controversial issue going on and it's it's the far right is involved, um, I, and you want to guess what state it is? And I, I may, with my first guess... <laughs> Uh, maybe my only guess, if I had only one guess, it might, the words Texas or the word Texas might come out of my mouth immediately. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? It is an amazing situation that's going on in Texas. And again, I'm not yes, disparaging it, it. It's, it's just, it is unbelievable what a hot button state you live in. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, our only chance, I think, of course, this is a very partisan uh, declaration on my part, but then I am very, uh, very partisan as far as uh, the right-wing Republican identification with Donald Trump is concerned, uh, and that is that Beto, Beto O'Rourke uh, succeeds in unseating Greg Abbott as governor of this state. Uh, may, <laughs> may it happen, uh, because otherwise... Uh, Abbott is uh, has given his soul to Donald Trump, and uh, uh, for instance, ordering the uh, National Guard. Uh, I think it's ten thousand uh, members of the National Guard to the border with Mexico. To uh, they have no power to arrest anybody, stop anybody, examine, uh, search anybody. Uh, but they're down there standing around, and they have not been paid, many of them. Uh, they've been taken away from their businesses and their families, and they have nothing to do except stand there and look fierce. Uh, and many of them have committed suicide uh, because of the situation they had to leave at home, which needs them, uh, and they can't go back. Uh, and uh, so uh, Abbott is looking like a fierce protector of the border by uh, sending these troops down there. But then he doesn't give them any instructions of what to do. Uh, so they're just clogging up things, and they're ill-housed. Uh, they don't have uh, space for them down there, and there's nothing being built for them. So they're suffering physically. They're not being fed properly either. Uh, and they're suffering mentally as well. So that's just one more thing that Abbott probably, when he first came to office, would never dream of doing. But since he's become a uh, an acolyte of uh, Donald Trump, uh, he does that sort of thing. Uh, and he neglects uh, the electrical grid that failed last year, last uh, last Valentine's Day. Uh, it was in full force, uh, the freeze. Uh, and uh, blackout over all of Texas because uh, we had a snowstorm and a deep freeze. It went down to 18 degrees and that sort of thing, which people in New York are used to, but Texas is definitely not used to it. And the uh, the uh, electrical grid failed, and therefore the pumps that pump natural gas uh, failed, and therefore people had no heat and no light and no water because uh, the uh, water is also pumped by electrical machines. Uh, and so um, the state says that only 300 uh, froze to death, but the unofficial count is over 800. Uh, 
and still uh, that disparity still exists, and no one, no one knows why there is no real count, probably because it's so uh, detrimental to the state. But the state legislature met in three sessions uh, last year, and it only meets every other year, uh, and it did nothing to uh, reinforce the electrical grid because uh, Abbott was so busy um, passing laws against having uh, trans uh, transgender children uh, allowed to play on uh, sports teams in school, uh, the sports teams of their choice. Uh, and other things of vital interest and vital to the community like that, uh, but were part of the culture wars that are being carried on by the right. Uh, but as far as the taking care of, its, of Texas citizens, forget it. And yet, Texas citizens are going to vote for the extreme right, I fear. This is my nightmare. Amazing. Uh, anyway, Doc, Anything you want to add before we go? Uh, that's uh, you said a mouthful here, and and it is uh, it is such a, a great issue to bring to the forefront. I never would have heard about this unless you brought it up, and I I can't believe how how prominent this issue is. It's all over the place. I mean, it's not just the yes. times; it's, it is all over. Yeah. Well, it's sort of typical, you know. It's part of uh, it's part of the big lie. Um, and and it is uh, uh, it is impactful uh, as far as the environment is concerned. It's impactful as far as the economy down there is concerned. Um, it's uh, impactful on the education of children who came there in droves to learn about nature and about how to uh, preserve uh, some of the beauties of nature. I mean, it's. It's just, there's nothing I can say, there's nothing redeeming about what about the situation down there. And it's shockingly absurd, as you said. You began the program by saying how ridiculous it is. And it is, but it is extremely harmful. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And when I say ridiculous, I mean ridiculous that we even have to deal with something like this. But the, the speaking out against it is anything but ridiculous. And it's uh, it's essential. It's important that people speak out against this kind of nonsense. It is unbelievable. Yes, well, Doc, it is. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, just, yeah, just a wonderful job, as always, to all of you out there. Uh, thank you for listening each and every week. And you can hear us on 124 different outlets. And please binge listen. You can cherry pick. Uh, if you don't want to listen to them all, you can cherry pick through. But if you can, listen to them all. And uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, a lot of the issues. And a lot of them are evergreen and still going on. So Frank McKay signing off. We'll talk to you next time. And we'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>